Happy Monday morning, everybody. This is Brother Scott with Thy Word is True Ministries, and this is Monday Meds. Amen. Stick with us. We'll be right back. I'm not surprised what's going on in our world today. There's wars and famine all over the land. No peace can be found, no hope seems at hand. Never fear, help is on the way. Welcome back. Again, this is Monday Meds with Brother Scott on Thy Word is True Ministries. And I trust you had an awesome weekend. Amen. And uh, we're excited for today. You know, the Bible tells us, let me give you the Psalm of the day, Psalm 118, verse 24. The Bible says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Now, what that tells the Christian is, is we're not to have the case of the Mondays, folks. Amen. This is a new day, a new opportunity to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's why we're excited here on Monday Meds today, because even though it's a Monday, we ain't going to get a case of the Mondays because we serve a living Savior. Amen. Again, we welcome you here to our podcast here. Those uh, that are listening live on live stream here on Facebook, if you would like and like and share this video on your Facebook page, help us to spread the truth of God's Word out into an untruthful world. We greatly appreciate that. So let's give the weekend update as we start our podcast off here today. Again, I hope you had a great weekend. We talked on Friday, on Faithful Friday, about making plans for the weekend, that we make sure that God is the head of all of our plans. So I want to hear from all of our listeners, uh, those that have been blessed by this ministry, how has God or how has God used you this past weekend in your weekend plans to be a witness and testimony for him. Won't you share that with us on our, our Facebook page, Thy Word is True. Make some comments on this podcast here on Med- Monday Meds. I'd love to hear from you and see how the weekend has been going for you. Uh, we had a tremendous weekend. Uh, it's, it, it kicked off with, uh, you know, of course, Friday. Um, um, my wife got home from work, and you know we got some things taken care of, and then uh you know, we, we, I had a wedding rehearsal Friday night for Miss Rebecca and Brother Noah Wilson, which led, in course, to the wedding on Saturday. It was a great, great time. And I pray for these young people, um, both of them are very, very good people, uh, good Christians, those who love the Lord, they want to serve God, and they're starting their new life together. And uh, so once again, congratulations, Brother Noah and Miss Rebecca Wilson now, and we appreciate the opportunity 
to be able to be in your wedding, uh, to be able to be the DJ, and uh, did the best we could. Um, many <laughs> during their first dance, folks, uh, they they had the first song dance picked out, and uh, and we were working with limited. Uh, ability, I guess, with the uh, the internet there at the place we were at, and so I was running a lot of the internet from my phone, from our hotspot on my phone, and so everything was working great. I mean, the music was going fine, everything was flowing like it's supposed to, but it got to the first dance, and I could not get the music to play. It just would not play. Uh, I mean, I shut it down, brought it back up, I, I reconnected to the internet, and it would not play. And, and <laughs> poor brother Noah and Miss Rebecca, they were just sitting out there in the middle of the dance floor just staring at me like, come on, brother Scott, get this thing going, okay? And then we finally got it going, and then like for the first 45 seconds of the, to the song, it just stopped. <laughs> so I, here I am embarrassed. I'm turning red. I don't know what to do. And lo and behold, her older brother, Brother Daniel Canary, uh, he came over there. He sang for the ceremony for their wedding uh, in the beginning when everybody was walking in. And uh, he said, hey, just put my song on. Just put my song on. And so we got it up. We put his song on, and then he just sang. And, uh, man, it, it, he saved the day. And, uh, and then I found out later on, I went to go apologize to them, uh, that Noah said that, that song was actually sung at his parents' wedding, um, and I thought, well, that's fantastic. What a great, what a great symbolization between both of them here, and I, and it just worked out great. And I want to thank Brother Daniel, Brother Daniel, if you're listening, hey, you are a lifesaver, man. You are the hero of the day, and I greatly appreciate you there being with us and helping me with audio stuff as well too. So, again, congratulations, Noah and Rebecca. May the Lord bless your marriage. And may keep you safe on your honeymoon uh, this week, Amen. So, so we had a, we had a, a fun weekend, a very interesting weekend. It was a, a wonderful wedding that we were able to go to as well, too. And uh, so that on that was all on Saturday, great day. And then yesterday, oh my soul, what a time we had in the Lord's house yesterday! Two great messages preached by my pastor yesterday. In the morning, we talked about God's abundant mercy. And, uh, man, that was such a blessed message. And then last night, this really kind of gripped me as well, too. We, we, we continued our study. We've been studying the Sermon on the Mount for, for many, many months now, uh, probably over a year, I think, almost, just about to that point. And, uh, and we're in Chapter 7 now in Matthew, coming to the end of his Sermon on the Mount. And last night, he talked about uh, the false prophets and how it's so important that we ought to recognize those that are preaching the wrong doctrines, the wrong gospel. And last night he said when it comes to looking at the false prophets, we need to see the evidence, we need to, we need to see the examination of the false prophets and the condemnation of the false prophets. And that, in my heart, kind of changed, not changed, but stirred me, I should say, I want to be more diligent in my studies in God's Word. And I want to be sure that anything that we give you here on Monday Meds or any of our ministries here, if Thy Word is True Ministries, any of the podcasts that we do, if it is not Bible, I just pray God will just shut this thing down. I don't want to preach anything but the truth. Our mission for this ministry is to bring the truth of God's Word out into an untruthful world. And that includes the truth to these false preachers and these false teachers that are out in the world today perverting the Word of God, twisting the truths of God's Word to, to meet man's needs and not to meet God's needs. And we got to be careful about that, folks. I tell you, that message last night 
uh, Brother Randy, Pastor, if you're listening as well too, that got a hold of me. If it didn't get a hold of anybody else in that church service last night, let me tell you, it did get a hold of me. And we need to be more diligent when it comes to that as well, too. Amen. So we had a great weekend, and I trust you did, too. Great service on yesterday. We're praying. A couple things I'd like for you to pray for us about here at That Word is True. Uh, one of our dear brothers at our church, Brother Daryl O'Brien, one of the strongest prayer warriors I know in my life, one of the strongest soul winners I know uh, in my life. He has been in the hospital for the past two weeks uh, with some medical issues and things going on. And I, I would, if you would just lift him up in prayer today. He's still in the hospital today. We're praying that God will get everything taken care of where he can come home this week. And uh, if many of y'all who know Brother Daryl know he cannot stay seated down long. He's he is a very, very active person, uh, and he's 91 years old, folks. I mean, he, he, he you couldn't tell uh, by the things that he does, but uh, I know he's going through this, him and his wife there in the hospital, and he can really use our prayers, folks. So please lift up uh, Brother Darrell, if you would, please, and pray the Lord will bring him home this week. That would be a, a tremendous bless, blessing. And then one other prayer, prayer request I want you to pray for here at Thy Word is True is we're looking to um, do our podcast in a different room. Uh, right now we're doing the podcast here in my office, and that's all well and done, but uh, we have some AC issues over here, and uh, I got a fan. You're probably going to hear the fan in the background. I have a fan right here by me to keep me cool, but um, I, also the acoustics in my office aren't that great, and so I, I talked to Pastor last night, and we're going to try to get us a room uh, out into the, in the school building here, and, uh, and create a studio there that would be for the purpose of this ministry and for anything else we could use even around the church as well to do some broadcasting. So, And, uh, and we're praising the Lord about that. Update here from Miss uh, Sandy, uh, that's Brother Darrell's wife, pray that no blood clots will form in his legs. Amen. Um, and that, that's important because, again, he's been in bed the entire time. Uh, I think they may have got him up a little bit yesterday. I believe that was the report that we got. And... Um, but Sandy, we're definitely going to pray about that, and uh, I appreciate you letting us know that uh, here on the comment section, so we can bring that to other folks uh, as well. Amen. So again, uh, comment your weekend. Love to hear from you folks out there. Let me know how things are going with you and how you made God part of your plans here this weekend. Next weekend, this weekend coming up, Memorial Day weekend. They say that it is the official kickoff to summer. And I'm going to tell you right now, folks, if you live in the Louisville area, the official kickoff to summer probably has already happened. It was hot yesterday. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be even hotter today. They say it's going to be breaking 90 today. And uh, so I trust you drink plenty of water. Keep yourself hydrated if you have to work outdoors. And uh, even if you're working indoors, I mean, you know, don't don't just stay in there. Make sure you get up from time to time and, and walk around. But you know, we need to be careful that uh, that we don't uh, have heat stroke or nothing like that out there. Amen. So pray for those that work outside that they'll make sure they stay hydrated. Amen. So, uh, yes, and I'll thank you, Miss Sandy. I appreciate that. My preacher friend uh, that helped to start this ministry, Brother Joel Moreno, uh, he and his family's in Washington for a revival this past week, and he's been helping a preacher there as well with the, the meetings. He is having some major pain issues. Uh, had a very bad problem yesterday about even getting up uh, out of bed. And uh, so y'all pray for him, if you would, please, Brother Joel Moreno. Joel, if you're listening, brother, I uh, love you. I'm praying for you. Uh, keep me updated. Miss Natalie, let me know what's going on. Uh, I like to make sure to keep in touch with you guys. So um, I like to hear what's happening with him. So do pray for Joel Moreno, uh, if y'all would, please. Thank you again, Miss Sandy. Appreciate that. Take your Bibles. We're going to get into our devotion here, continuing our study 
We started last week, we looked into meditating on how to live a spirit-filled life or how to have a spirit-filled life. And um, last week, we looked at the first section of two that I want to look at as we meditate on God's Word with this. And we looked at the reasons for being spirit-filled. The reasons is the obedience that we need to have to God, the obligation we have to God, amen, and the opportunity that is before us to live this life that Christ has given us so that people can get saved, amen? I mean, we have a tremendous opportunity to share the gospel, even in today's time, with this lost world and in this pandemic we've gone through. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel right now, but it does not mean that we're to take our foot off the gas, Christians, amen? We need to continue to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because the opportunity is still right in front of us, and it is a great opportunity. And Christians, we need to let our voices be heard heard. Amen. So if we're going to have a spirit-filled life, we need to live the spirit-filled life. And we're going to look today, the last sections here that I want to look at is the requirements and the results of being spirit-filled. And so if you have your Bibles, turn back to the book of Ephesians chapter number five. Uh, for the next several weeks, we're going to be looking into the spirit life the spirit-filled life of the Christian, uh, and and I pray it be a help to you. I know it's already been a help to me in doing this study myself and making preparations to share this with everyone else, uh, but I pray that as we go through our day today that we're led by the Spirit and not led by the flesh. That's the last thing we need to be is led by the flesh. Amen. Uh, so take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter number 5, and we're going to look back at that one verse again in verse number 18. And we're going to be looking at the rest of that chapter, verses 19 and on, through the next several weeks uh, on this Spirit-filled life, and also be looking in Galatians on the fruits of the Spirit uh, as well. So again, it says in verse number 18 of Ephesians chapter 5, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And so starting that meditation on how to have a spirit-filled life, we saw the reasons for being spirit-filled. So today I want to look at the next two sections. First, I want to look at the requirements for being spirit-filled. There are requirements for Christians in order for us to be spirit-filled, in order for us to actually uh, work in this Christian life that God has given us, there are requirements we must meet. Believe that or not, but that is very true. And the very first requirement we're going to look at is a conversion. Let me tell you something, folks. You cannot have a spirit-filled life if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior. Amen? And I, wanna, I wanted to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I didn't want to take all of our time. Uh, but we're going to be led by the Spirit today. So if we do take all of our time on talking about this point, then we'll just continue our study next week. Amen? But the conversion, the filling of the Spirit, is an, an, it's an exclusive privilege. I like, I like that word exclusive because it separates a lot of things. It's the exclusive privilege of the redeemed. Amen? The filling of the Holy Spirit is the, the Christian's responsibility after being saved. Now, we talked about this in the beginning last week, that when we get saved, we're given the gift of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, Jesus, he says that when you accept me as your personal Savior, he says, I will give you, as he told his disciples, I will give you the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, your comforter. And that Holy Spirit, his purpose is only to teach God what the Father gives him. Amen? If you read in the book of John, you'll read about how the Holy Spirit works in the indwelling of the Christian. But when it comes to service, when it comes to being a witness for Jesus Christ, there's a feeling that must take place 
because we cannot do this on our own. We should not dare to do this on our own. Jesus Christ himself said in John chapter 15, without me, ye can do nothing. And then Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That is all about the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so to, to have the filling of the Spirit, to have the privilege of the redeemed to be filled with the Spirit, the first step is to receive Jesus Christ into your heart and life. I trust if you're listening to me today, and you do not know Christ as your Savior. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. God gives us an opportunity to hear the gospel, but it is your choice. Listen now, folks. If you're listening to my voice, please pay much attention to these next few words I'm going to say. The gospel is a gift of God, but it's the choice of everyone who hears it, whether to receive it or reject it. Can I tell you the consequences of receiving and rejecting the consequences for receiving it is eternal life. Hallelujah. That's the good consequence. But the other consequence for rejecting it is the separation from God and an eternal hell. That's a wrong choice, folks. There's only two ways of life. There's only two ways of people in life, the saved and the lost. Either you know Christ or you don't know Christ. Either you, Christ has been presented to you and you accepted him, or Christ has been presented to you and you've rejected him. So we cannot live, Christians, we cannot live a spirit-filled life. We cannot have a spirit-filled life if we do not have Christ as our Savior. The requirements for being spirit-filled, first, there's a conversion that must take place. You must be born again. Amen? In the book of John chapter 3, as Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he says you must be born again in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen? So there's a conversion that is a requirement for being spirit-filled. Number two, and we're going to continue this study next week because, again, we try to be mindful of our times because we know it's early on Monday and people are at work. So we try to keep us about 20 or 30 minutes, okay? So I'm just kind of throwing that out there because I don't think we're going to get through both these next sections today. But that's okay. That's what Monday meds are for. It's for the meditation of God's Word. So the requirements for being spirit-filled, a conversion. Number two, there must be a commitment, there must be a commitment, not to, not a commitment to your preacher, not a commitment to your Sunday school teacher, not a commitment to your spiritual advisor, or however that works out. It's a commitment unto God. It's a commitment to a person, and not just any person, but a person of Jesus Christ. Amen? He is in a... Hold on. I just thought about this. This is not the commitment, not just to Jesus Christ, but the commitment to the Holy Spirit. Hey, the Holy Spirit is a person, amen? The Bible talks about God as a trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, which means there are three persons in one, hallelujah. So the commitment we make is just not to Jesus Christ and God. It is to the Holy Spirit, amen? O open all doors to your life, to the Holy Spirit. Open your heart, your home, open your marriage, your family, open your finances, your job, on and on and on. Open everything of your life unto the Holy Spirit and invite him to come in and take control of everything. <laughs> I know that's hard to do. We are controlling people. In our nature, we want to think that we have things under control, that, that we can do this or we can do that. But remember what Jesus said. Without me, ye can do nothing. And so if we don't have Jesus Christ then we don't have the Holy Spirit. 
But when we have Christ as our Savior, that's the conversion. There's the first requirement. That requirement's met for having a Spirit-filled life. The second, commit yourself fully unto the Holy Ghost. Let Him change your life from the inside out because we cannot do it on our own. Once we invite Him to come in and take control, yield to Him. Yield to Him. Say, one thing that bothers me a lot when I'm driving on the interstate is when people are coming on the interstate from an on-ramp. Many of y'all know where I'm going with this. There's a big sign as you get to the top of that ramp that says yield. Now that yield doesn't mean take control of the situation and block somebody off. It means be cautious of what you see and then invite let them invite you to come in and then yield unto their lane. I, t- I cannot stand people who just shoot over and block traffic. Amen? When it comes to the Holy Ghost, after you invite him to come in and take control, we need to yield to him. We need to see where he is leading us. We need to let him work in our life. He has this passive voice, like that, that still small voice in the back of your mind, your conscience that tells you that, hey, that's wrong, or hey, that is right, you need to do more of that. We are to make a commitment to the Spirit of God to live under his influence and not the influence of the world. Amen? Alcohol is... The Bible again says, be, be, be not drunk with wine where there's access. Alcohol is an influence in the mind. And it can cause you to do things that you should not be doing. Amen? It influences and controls every part of the personality of the person who is drunk. But the Holy Spirit, He will change your walk. He'll change your talk. He'll change your courage. He'll change everything in your life. He'll give you power to do what God has said to do. But we have to allow Him to do his work and keep it a part of our daily lives by total dependence upon him. A drunk, he that he gets thee by drunk by drinking stays there by drinking more. <laughs> he that gets there by drinking stays there drinking more. It's, it's something that influences and draws you in. It, it, it's, it's addictive in a sense. But the Holy Spirit, if we allow him to give complete control of him, It will amaze you how he would change your life. I'm not here to glorify sin, but my life used to be in the karaoke bars. I used to be for that drink. I used to be for that song. I used to be for the entertainment of people. And I thought that was a good thing. But when I got saved, when the Holy Spirit came inside of me and I started to yield to him, I started to give him control of everything, man, he changed my life. And now I don't see that I don't have the temptation. I don't have the, the, the urge to go to those places anymore because now I'm singing for God in the house of God to be a blessing to the people of God. And that's not even who I sing to. I'm thankful for those that get a blessing from anything that I sing from, for God. But I am singing unto my Heavenly Father. I'm giving Him praise for what he has done for me because I am unworthy. I don't deserve it. And if I got what I deserve, I would be in hell with my back broken right now. But God, in his abundant mercy, hallelujah, thank you, Pastor, for that message Sunday morning. In his abundant mercy, he sheds us with his grace and his love propelled his son to die on the cross for my sin. And I'm so thankful that he saved my soul. 
I'm thankful he saved my family, my children, and, and soon be my grandchildren. Amen? God has been so good to my life, and he can be that way to you too if you allow the Holy Spirit to have control of everything. Don't hold anything back when it comes to God. Amen? Don't hold, don't hold a pet sin back and think God doesn't see that. Hey, I've been there before. I know you can't hold, you can't hide anything from God. Jonah thought he could run from God, and God threw him in the belly of a well to straighten his mind out. Amen? It's amazing what God will do to get your attention, but don't let it get to that point. Every day, make the choice to say, I want to be filled with the Spirit. There's requirements for being spilled. There's the conversion. There's the commitment. We're going to continue the study next week. Where time is running out today. But I want you to understand the importance of it is in a Christian's life to have a spirit-filled life because you cannot, you cannot, you, I can't say this word enough, you cannot live this Christian life in your own power. I can't do it. You can't do it. My pastor can't do it. The greatest evangelist in the nation of the world, they can't do it. Missionaries cannot do it. We cannot, but Christ can. And by being filled with the Holy Spirit, by giving him control of everything, committing ourselves to him, he can make it happen. Take your Bibles as we, as we close today's meditation out and looking forward to next week. I want to end on this verse in the book of James, chapter, um, I want to say it's two, but I believe, no, it's chapter number one. James chapter one. The book of James is considered to be... Um, the CIA of the Bible. You say, CIA? What do you mean, bro, Scott? There's some type of a, uh, law enforcement in the Bible? CIA, Christians in Action. Stay with me, folks. Amen. The book of James is all about how to take action in the Christian life. How to not only have the spirit life, but how to live in the spirit life. And the Bible tells us in the book of James, chapter 1, listen to verse 22 in reading. The Bible says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So don't go the way of the person you see in the mirror every day because that person is dead to sin. Amen. That person you see in the mirror, if, you, if they know Christ or Savior, they've been bought with a price. They've been saved from death unto life. They have a new nature in their life now. So that person and the man, don't go their way, but go the way in which changed that man in verse number 25. But who's looking to the perfect law of liberty? What is that law of liberty? It's right here. It's the word of God. And we continue in the word of God, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man's deeds shall be blessed. So living or having the spirit-filled life is very important to the life of the Christian because we cannot live this life on our own. But we have to understand there's a commitment involved, not just a conversion. We must be saved in order to go to heaven. We must be saved in order to be spirit-filled. But there's also a commitment, not to a preacher, not to a Sunday school teacher, not even to yourself, but a commitment unto the Holy Spirit to say, God, you have given me the indwelling of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, I come to you and I give you everything in control of my life. And then keep that in his control every day. 
And I promise you, he'll change you from the inside out. Amen. We're going to continue this study next week. I'm excited to see what God is going to do with this and how he is blessing you. And if you're getting anything out of this study, out of this meditation on Mondays, please let us know. Let us just bless us with what God has blessed you with. Amen. I love to hear from you. Either you can comment live on our Facebook page when we're doing these live streams or you listen to our podcast. You can send in your comments to our email address at lions.roar04 at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from anybody who's been listening, and we would love to be a blessing if we can to help you in any way in this spirit-filled walk with the Lord. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We're looking forward to what God's going to do throughout this week. And don't forget, this is some other, other exciting news. We're praying about bringing back our Live at Five, and that Live at Five is a quick devotion and uh, an opportunity just to bring a word from God's Word to encourage, to enlighten, and to strengthen the Christian every day. Amen. So pray for us about that. We're looking to bring that back. But until next time, remember, meditation on God's Word is the right prescription for every Christian. God bless you. We'll see you next time right here on Monday Meds. And our God, he was all man, and he's coming back.